0: Welcome to the Mike and Micah and podcast, presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike and Michael back with you again for another episode. Today's episode is a little bit different when we don't have straight up sports that we are going to break down or preview, like the NFL or NBA. We're gonna we're gonna take it out. We're gonna look at broad topics and discuss things that pertain to us and are important to us. And for that, that right now for us, when we were thinking about what we wanted to make this episode, that was. A, about the standards that black quarterbacks are held to in the NFL compared to the counterpart white, white quarterbacks who aren't held to as high as standards. I want to start specifically with the Lamar Jackson situation. Lamar Jackson in everybody's eyes was considered the MVP this year, but somehow he wasn't a unanimous pick for MVP. So Mike, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Why, why do you think that's the case that Lamar wouldn't get a unanimous MVP? If another quarterback, a white quarterback had it, a similar season like this, do you think that this would even be a question on who was MVP or who was not, or do you even think that some people considered Lamar Jackson a MVP?
1: Um, I definitely think that um, you're seeing the carryover of a, a really bad take, and this kind of uh, this group think that happened when Lamar Johnson uh, Jackson um, announced that he was entering the NFL draft. Uh, you saw these takes, and uh, one comes to mind, which actually you know comes back up now. Uh, is Bill Polian's take on ESPN Um I think it was. It might have been on NFL Live, like you know, just a random March or February. And he was just like, "Hey man, I don't think Lamar Jackson is an NFL quarterback. Not NFL starting quarterback. Not a uh, NFL project quarterback or a quarterback that in time will get better." He said, "I'm not. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I think basically at the combine he should transfer to a receiver. Or we should see him in skill positions." And you know, it, it you hear you hear something like this and. It was a pretty popular topic along the way, and we know what he did from there um, in the combine. He didn't run the 40. He said quarterbacks don't need to run the 40. Um, and it was handy, very, handled very well by his camp, by his mother, uh, who is his like de facto agent, and himself. And, you know, um, they, and even so, then, there was a, a lot of jokes going around. Lamar Jackson is the best running back the Ravens have, this, that, and the third. And you see, I guess, this kind of group thing and memes carry over to the fact. That the people who robbed him were Bill Pullian and people who run the radio show he's doing. Um, they have votes. They have uh, MVP and media votes. And simply put, it was a 47 out of 50 vote. And those three were the ones that did not vote for him. Um, it's it's ridiculous how somebody who is as productive as Lamar Jackson, as statistically dominant as he was, and mind you, this is in a, a situation where he didn't play a lot of fourth quarters, uh, for a good amount of the season. And he missed the entire Week 17 game. Without a doubt, he was the unanimous MVP by, like, week 12. It was, it was nobody else. As soon as they went through that midseason stretch where they beat teams like the Patriots, the Texans, and they kept getting those big wins, and he kept getting stronger and stronger, there should have been no question. Um, He got absolutely robbed of a unanimous MVP, which would have been record-setting. It would have been amazing because not only did he deserve that, but he was the best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, You know, if you want to talk about uh, a non-quarterback position or whatever like that, Yes, maybe there's other people you could have voted for, but at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson was the favorite for MVP. Um, I and quarterback how, is the most, important yeah,
0: position.
1: yeah, it, without a doubt. If a quarterback has a statistically dominant season and a history in a historic season, which he has, he always gets the favor for the vote. Um, I, I don't know if they voted Russell Wilson or something like that, but even still, there's no way possible that I would vote Russell Wilson in any iteration of the league this season over Lamar Jackson. So, did he get robbed? Absolutely, is it a uh a double down on an old take and kind of like this old um, antiquated kind of thinking and and you know, these guys who are giving these votes are kind of just um, maybe just kind of trying to fight back on on what they believe the quarterback position should be. I absolutely think so. Um, Is it, is it a disgrace to the game? I think so because we're robbed of the unanimous
0: MVP. Yeah, I agree with you there. When it comes to Lamar Jackson and you brought up the Russell Wilson comp, I think that they would definitely be more willing to vote for Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson just because they see Lamar Jackson as the uh, – of uh, Russell Wilson as the prototypical type of quarterback. He ha- has an ability to run, but he wants to stay in the pocket, and that's where he's going to dominate. With Lamar Jackson, it's not – he's always trying to stay in the pocket. He's just trying to make plays. And I think a lot of people are getting – a lot of the, the big media are, are kind of getting uncomfortable with what they're seeing their quarterback position come Quarterback before you were Peyton Manning, you were Phillip Rivers, you were mm-hmm. Brett Favre. You stood in the pocket, you took your licks, you threw the ball fifty yards, and that was that. But now we see the Deshaun Watsons, the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilsons, the Lamar Jacksons, and all, all types of different Teddy Bridgewater, who could be a, a starter in the league next year. You're seeing different types of quarterbacks who play different. Uh, Josh Allen even definitely mm-hmm. um that play completely differently from the previous uh previous generation and. I think it's getting to a point where, um, where they're like they're trying to almost take back their NFL and try to get, um, trying to get back to what they perceive as what the quarterback should be and what the quarterback should look for, uh, should be like. Let's look at uh, Deshaun Watson and Mitch Trubisky. Deshaun Watson was in the ACC with Mitch Trubisky, won the ACC at Clemson, won the national championship against Alabama, went another time and lost to Alabama, which is one of the most dominant teams ever, and the Chicago Bears still thought that Mitch Trubisky was going to be a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. What exactly in that equation that we saw for Mitch? I mean, I, I watched t- two Mitch Trubisky games in my career. Uh, both times when because I I go to Pitt, both mm-hmm. times when he played Pitt, and that was it. And I wasn't like, oh, I wasn't wild by anything that I I saw. I didn't think that he was he was like some crazy stud athlete that was gonna uh, that was gonna dominate the NFL. It just baffled me that somebody like a Deshaun Watson can be put to a back burner because of because of what? Like, there there's no explanation that anybody could have given me in that offseason that's saying Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback is better than Deshaun Watson. Man, but
1: it, let's see. Yeah, what's even crazier about that is even want to talk about what a prototypical quarterback should be. Deshaun Watson jumps off the board. First of all, he's a winner. Um, he is actually similarly built, if not the same build as Mr. Bisky. So you take that off the table. He's not he's not smaller in any way. than six two. The both around the two fifteen, the two twenty, probably. In, he in, was in an, in
0: an injury prone in college.
1: Exactly. They they both competed against each other, and <laughs> and like you said, they were both part of ACC, and one had way more success in the ACC than the other. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to call people out and and say things like that, but. I guess maybe there's a type of look that they were looking for and a feel. I guess a quote unquote feel and what they felt like was going to be a a quarterback that would translate in the league or not. Um, You know, they were just flat out wrong, man. Mr. Trubisky, if anything, is the more erratic quarterback. He's the less composed quarterback. He's not this. He's not definitely not the passer. He has he has a less strong of an arm. His football IQ is worse. Um, And if anything, I feel like he's more prone to just make dumb plays than Deshaun Watson was at any point in his career. It's not like they had comparable – they might have – I don't even think they had comparable stats in college, and if they did, you have to take the context in of the teams who they were playing. Um, Clemson, obviously, was way more dominant of a team than UNC ever was, and I don't know. It's kind of – we keep getting to this point of I don't know what they were thinking, and you don't want to put labels on people and things like that, but you have to start to think that these kind of views on what they want the quarterback to be and what they're looking for it's it's you know, it's kinda of rear in its ugly head and, and I don't know how you go through a draft process and you have film on film of guys and you go through a combine process and you pick Mr. Biscke over Deshaun Watson, it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, I if it was this year and you had a Dwayne Haskins versus Mitch Trubisky uh, type of situation, it, similar to almost a Daniel Jones at Dwayne Haskins this year. Mm-hmm. I understand, um, not the way that Daniel Jones produced a Duke, but I understand taking Trubisky over a type of Haskins. Trubisky, his senior year was 30 touchdowns and six picks. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say that he wasn't a good quarterback or anything, but Haskins was at a powerhouse school, only played one year and didn't have much under his belt. But Deshaun Watson was a different story. He had played multiple years. He had proven that he was a top-level uh, type of player. He had won championships. He had <laughs> gone to national championships, ACC championship, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So I don't, I didn't know, like, what else he needed to prove. And it just – it was stunning. It's just you, you compare and you look and it's like, oh, maybe Mitch didn't have the weapons that Deshaun had. But maybe Deshaun was making a lot of these receivers a lot better than they actually were. Like, h- how do we know by – like, how do we know off of college? And mm-hmm. it's surprising where they decide to pick and choose – who's in the right situation and who, who's making, uh, who's the team is making them better versus they're making the team better. So I, it's always interesting to see where the situation is because with Sam Darnold, I mean, he had some good games at USC, but he also had some dud games at USC. USC, they may not be the best teams, but they, they have pretty good recruits. They're, they're, mm-hmm. still, they're still pulling four and five stars, but that was never a conversation of, oh, the USC players made Sam Darnold better. It was always, oh, Sam Darnold was the reason why USC was going to was going to get back to prominence and he was going to take him back, which I mean, he didn't necessarily take him back uh, to prominence by any means. So it's just something that I find is very, very confusing for how exactly they um, how exactly they have the league, how they make their evaluations in the league on quarterbacks in in the NFL. I know I'm not going to touch on quarterbacks that maybe with what we're seeing now, maybe if this is going to help, because we do have situations now where. We've seen a Lamar Jackson, a Russell Wilson, uh, a Patrick Mahomes, and so many other quarterbacks, so many other quarterbacks getting opportunities now, and they all have different styles and they all play different ways. Do you believe that with this new set of just African-American quarterbacks that we're getting into the league that it has opened up the gate for all types of quarterbacks to get an opportunity now in the NFL?
1: I'm going to answer this two ways. So I want to say yes to your question, but there's a little – there's a catch to this question. So, yes, they – the especially this year, the 2019-2020 season is probably the most revolutionary we've seen from a quarterback position. Um,
0: And you're kind of seeing
1: it now playoff in uh, the NFL playoffs as well. The old guard is down. The last wow. of the old guard is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I should say. He is the last quarterback that really fits that standard bill. Even Ryan Tannehill doesn't necessarily fit that standard bill. Ryan Tannehill yep. was a guy who converted – from wide receiver, uh, wide receiver at Texas AM, and he kind of worked his way and got the draft hype up until um, being drafted in the same draft as guys like RG3 and Kirk Cousins and Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing now that, without a doubt, the offenses, first of all, the style of offenses that is starting to be run, you have to have guys who can move a little bit. There's no more being stagnant in the pocket Uh what pocket passing has become now is not the pocket passing of 2005, where you're literally waiting for the pocket to form, stepping up and throwing the ball, check down, check down, check down. Now you need guys because the edge rushers in this game are elite. The edge rushers now are running four fives, four sixes. You have to move, you have to make plays on your feet. And we're finding now that guys that can't do it are at a big disadvantage. Um, you saw this week a guy like Drew Brees, who is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, stat wise, he, he was at a disadvantage. Uh, this playoff, uh, in the wild card round because he could not move when the pass rush came to him. And you're seeing guys like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, so them and
0: you may not tackle them,
1: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, even who even I'll even go farther, Dak Prescott. These are all guys that can move and guys that, well, first of all, they can make plays on their feet, but that's not their main thing. Maybe only when I say that is possibly their main thing is probably Lamar Jackson, but even still, his arm talent, in my opinion, is elite. But these guys are using what they know at quarterback, their quarterback IQ, their football IQ, maxed with a great athleticism, and they're revolutionizing the quarterback position. And you brought up the great point of a guy like Josh Allen. A guy like Josh Allen is – he's more stereotypically of a fit than you expect out of a black quarterback. He's he's running QB power at least 10 times the game, literally. So at this point, there's no – the stigma has to end because if the stigma doesn't end, what you're going to get is – teams in the wrong situations, not playing the right guys, and it doesn't have to say be a black quarterback, but you have to understand that the skill set is different now. Mm-hmm. We need guys that are, are, are natural athletes. We need guys that can move around, and we need guys that have an element of playmaking. Um, you know, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers finding the last guard, but even Aaron Rodgers' game translates a little bit better just because he's always been the improviser. Even, even in 2010, he was running out of the pocket and throwing Hail Marys and making a stick. That's Aaron Rodgers' game, and that's why he's one of the greatest of all time. But now you're seeing this kind of transition in offenses as well where, shoot, you need guys like that quarterback. You need guys that can improvise and guys that can make plays happen. Deshaun Watson made plays happen and won the wild card game for them. Literally, like, he, he is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the league right now because he makes things happen when things break down. Now, the only caveat to this is there might still be a little pushback. And I don't. I, only reason I would say why is kind of the same reason why um, the Rooney Rule is kind of like, and you know Stephen A. Uh, Smith. We're recording on uh, January seventh, and on January seventh, Stephen A. Smith, you could probably look it up on Google. Um, on, on first take, he he made a little little take about the Rooney Rule and how it's basically not working because a guy like Joe Judge, uh, he got the coaching job with the Giants. What does guy over like at Eric? At at- yes, over. Like- who? If, first of all, if we want to talk about coaching trees. The Andy Reid coaching tree has not missed. And you know, besides, I can't honestly. I, I don't know if the Bill Belichick coach tree is really working yet because in I mean, Detroit Matt, is not working.
0: Matt, Matt Patricia, like, what yeah.
1: is- and Detroit is not working. The Dolphins. I mean, yes, they they played hard, but it didn't work record wise. And we're still waiting on guys like Josh McDaniels to even get a job. So you know, if you want to talk about production and things, Eric Bieniemy should have been the hire, in my opinion, but. I think there's still a little bit of pushback for what you want out of guys in typical leader roles in the NFL. At head coach um, and and quarterback, you're seeing this kind of like, okay, we're still looking for these same type of guys. And guys, what's happening is a lot of these same guys that maybe didn't fit the bill or underperformed are still getting recycled back into these positions. And it's just not fair because it's so much a new crop of talent and new ideas that the NFL simply can't keep rehashing these old guys It's not going to be anything. It's not going to be good. At this point,
0: it's not even old guys. Everybody's trying to get the new, young hot guy. And I mean, we we saw Sean McVay this year. A lot Mm -hmm. of coaches figured him out, and he was not as successful in his second year. In his first year, we saw Zach Taylor with the Bengals. Yeah, their QB situation was messed up, but he wasn't that successful in his first year. And Matt Lafleur has one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and that's why his team is able to go to the playoffs. So this, we need to find a new young head coach. Has proven that it's not as effective as we we wanted to make it seem this time last year. But what has been proven to work are veteran coaches who have worked their way up and come through systems and Eric Bianomi still is is still without a job. The New York Giants today wanted to interview Jason Garrett for the head coaching job. A dude that was eight and eight for a whole decade. For, eight, decades, for a decade. And Eric Bianomi isn't getting isn't getting that. Uh, isn't getting that love, is isn't getting um, the the interviews, and if he is getting the interviews, just it's, the ju- rule. it's just to satisfy satisfy the Rooney rule. Like I feel like at this point, it's almost more disrespectful of the Rooney rule, just because it's just like oh, let's 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 find it, let's find our next black guy that we Cowboys can't.
1: and Marvin Lewis. Yeah, no, Marvel <laughs> Lewis is not as, he's not getting a head coaching job at this point.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, let's 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 find our black guy to interview so we can move on uh, with our process for real. It's just it's just something, man. It, it's. It really, is, it really is stunning in the way that it's, it's developed. Even on the coaching side, that's a whole other conversation we can get into. But I had one more question for you, Michael, before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jimmy G's from Eastern Illinois, Carson Wentz from North Dakota State, Josh Allen from Wyoming. Do you think we could get a quarterback from a D1AA type of school where he's not as on a big – black quarterback he's, or a minority quarterback He's not as on a big stage, but he has gets that opportunity to be a starter. Because I know we both watched Buffalo a, a decent amount last year, actually. Mm-hmm. And we both thought that Tyree Jackson was um, a pretty good quarterback, maybe could potentially get an opportunity in, uh, in the NFL. He's actually in the XFL right now, back up for the D.C. Defenders. But him and Josh Allen, I didn't see many, many differences in their gameplay. There are, must have been something. He was a backup for Josh Allen, and I don't think that if Tyree Jackson wasn't blowing everybody out of the water, there was no mm-hmm. shot he was getting that actual opportunity. Do you see that there is a chance that a D1AA or just a not non-Power 5 minority quarterback can get an opportunity at the NFL level? Or do you have to go to one of those power schools like a Florida State like Jamison Winston or a Louisville like Lamar Jackson or a Clemson like Deshaun Watson, Texas Tech like Patrick Mahomes? Like, Wisconsin and Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin, like, uh, Russell Wilson. So, uh, like, all – basically all the black quarterbacks in the NFL have to go to one of those power five schools.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, it is definitely – well, it should be possible that, you know, you see a guy like Carson Wentz translate into there. And, of course, across college football, there are many minority quarterbacks who have, without a doubt, NFL talent. The problem is still – that these guys are being overlooked, not just on a, a color barrier level, but just on the NFL level in general. A lot of these, a lot of, a lot of teams, and from what we've seen, really don't go deeper than the FBS level for a quarterback. Now, mind you, that's not fair. A guy like Carson Wentz stands out because he was so successful on the FCS level. Literally, I, if I believe so, he appeared in what four championships? or one. Yeah, won? yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah he, he I, I don't
0: know if he won all four, but they were. He in appeared F- four. Yeah,
1: and he was just, yeah that alone. But and the thing is though, there's guys like that who have won their conference all four years, and won't really get the looks. And maybe with, we'll, you know the the appearance of more football leagues. We get in the XFL in March. You know the arena leagues have always been a lot. CFL is very is very lucrative for what they do. Hopefully, that these guys will start to bring in these quarterbacks. These, these small, really yeah, really small school quarterbacks. You start seeing a little bit of a change, but unfortunately, we're still as a, and I'm gonna say we, but the the league is still looking for the power five guys, the the stereotypical builds and things like that. Unless their their talent overweighs or yeah, just outweighs everything that happened in a situation where like a, a Pat Mahomes, where his 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 talent is so just so just potent and things you can't you can't deny him. So
0: wait, wait, but even even looking back to it, a lot of people were like.
1: Why, oh no, they were skeptical. Why That's the reason Why'd you,
0: why you get Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. But Andy Reid trading up, trading up in the draft with a quarterback like Alex Smith, who I mean, we saw the year that Patrick Patrick Mahomes had his first year. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith got him to the playoffs. What they were twelve and four and won the division, and we saw that they could do it. But Andy Reid, as a true evaluator, and whoever's in that coaching tree, he instills it in everybody. They saw that raw talent in Patrick Mahomes and knew that he can do it. He did He wasn't on the biggest stage. He wasn't at a national championship by any means. But Absolutely. He was, still, he, was, he was still able to produce and still able to be an MVP quarterback
1: last season. And that's pretty much the point I wanted to make, that these guys have to peek behind the barrier and peek behind the blinds, and they really need to see where the talent is because a lot of these guys, I won't say they don't deserve it because I, I can't be the true judge of it, but this guy's being left out here, man. There's guys with extreme talent at the lower school, at lower division level. And they're just not being considered for whatever reason it is. So I think it's time to, to really just peek back whatever barrier there is and just assess talent for what it is. Stop making the stereotypes. Stop putting the preconceived notions. Stop doubting these players. Bring them in. There's a guy, bro, Amir Hall from Bowie State was the best quarterback in Division Two without a doubt, the previous year. Stat-wise, he broke every single passing record for Bowie State. He was in the Senior Bowl. He, does, he still doesn't have an NFL look. And for whatever reason that is, is it, you know there's things behind the scenes that happen, but still, there's a lack of representation going on where a guy like him shouldn't even been doubted in the first place. He shouldn't even be in the position he's at now where he's probably having to this, this scrap and claw his way to like an XFL position or play overseas or whatever it is. These guys should be considered and brought into camp. He wasn't even brought into a camp.
0: Yeah. Not even like, you don't get practice squad
1: looks or anything. It's, I don't know. It's, it's unfair, man. It's just the, these guys have to stop moving on their biases and things like that and really assess talent for what it is.
0: And not to, not to bash, but to, to their credit, actually, we're could start. we seeing that that is starting to change. I want to thank, like, Russell Wilson is probably the biggest proponent for that just because I don't think a Kyler Murray can be drafted number one this year oh, not, if, a, if, if yes. it wasn't for a Russell Wilson. It's, it just, like, doesn't happen. But Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, we saw that he had talent. I mean, Oklahoma, yeah, they have all the great receivers. And Lincoln, Lincoln Riley is one of the best offensive minds I, I think I've, I've ever seen with the way he's able to scheme everything up. But they were like, this dude also does have a lot of talent. And they were able to give him the opportunity with the Cardinals and a Cardinals team that were absolutely terrible the, uh, two years ago. They weren't great this year. They got a young another young coach in uh, Cliff Kingsbury who – wasn't good at Texas Tech. Was at USC for a month and then got an NFL coaching job. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's besides the point. But with a young uh, coach and a young player, they were able to able to pull together a couple of wings and one of the scrappiest teams this year. Um, this year in the NFL. So you're starting to see that change going. Whether it's because all of the people of the old guard are no longer here with us, and we're getting a more progressive and more younger view on what exactly a quarterback could be. Whatever the case may be, I definitely think that we're starting to see a change in the NFL and for the better. All the Bill Polians and people, those they won't be the ones making the decisions anymore because Mm -hmm. if it was up to him, to Bill Polian, Lamar Jackson wouldn't be in the NFL right now or wouldn't be in the NFL as a quarterback at least. Don't have him kick returning or punt returning and we would have missed this amazing MVP season from Lamar Jackson. It's just, man...
1: Just thinking about it. And then, you know, the list goes on. There's, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the past that I, I wish would have played in the era they're playing in now. Because... Or quarterbacks
0: that maybe should have gotten longer leashes. that yeah. They got they got pulled immediately just because of one situation or another. I mean, Josh Rosen, he hasn't been good in his two years. I, I still think he's an okay quarterback. But I think he's just going to keep on getting opportunities left and oh, right. yeah, absolutely. Because he's just like, oh. Man, I, Josh. He's smart. Six he, six five. Yeah, he's he, 230. He'll be able. He'll he'll be able to. He'll be able to figure it out. Um, what's his name? Um, super tall quarterback that played for the Broncos. I'm blanking on his name. Um, uh, uh, was with Brock John. Osweiler. Yeah, exactly. Brock Osweiler. I, he got a bunch of opportunities, and it's like we know this guy is not good. Like he's he's not good at all. Why does he keep getting these opportunities? So we do have to wait for for quarterbacks uh, for that to come into fruition where quarterbacks are able to get um, where quarterbacks are able to get looks more than just their first situation and have an opportunity like a Jameis Winston. If the Buccaneers move on from him, Jameis Winston should get another, another opportunity in the league. Maybe the system wasn't for, maybe things didn't work out here and there, but, He's shown an ability to throw 30 touchdowns. Yeah, it came with 30 picks, but give him another coach, give him another system. 5,000 yards. You can't sleep on that. Yeah, maybe maybe he excels in that system. So I just think that the lease should also be longer for uh, minority quarterbacks too, just to give them an opportunity. Maybe that first situation is not the best. We do it with a lot of players. Josh Rosen is going to – next year will be going into his third. So I just want to consist you all around. And I think we're, we're working towards it. We've made some strides, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, man. Yep, and that's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a more sports Center podcast where we, we go back diving into uh, the NBA, actually doing our first NBA Power Rankings of the season. But for Mike and Micah, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.